Oh my god, I sound like a fucking angel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Hi, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and this is Mind Over Magic. What's happening, man? Oh, I uh, took a trip. I took a spooky trip. And I can't wait to tell you about that. Saw some more shows. What have you been up to? You're looking at it. <laughs> a lot going on in the Matt Franco world, it seems, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's crazy is I, I have been really, for some reason, I feel busy because we're sort of getting closer to that time where things are really going to get real with things opening in Vegas. Yeah. But, um, at the same time, I'm uh, most of the tasks that I'm doing are don't involve leaving the house. Yeah. So still a lot of home time. My office. I'm so glad I can't pan the camera around so you can see. <laughs> I mean, it looks like I'm a hoarder right yeah. now. You're a pretty organized person, right? Uh, depends. Depends if I'm yeah. in the mood to be organized or not. Uh, like I said, my my room and apartment's a bit of a mess right now books everywhere things stacked dude this up. is it's it's bad over here what is what what do you what do you got going on like don't you don't have to show me but uh you know describe what's uh, what's happening in the matt franco office i'm sure uh, our listeners are curious to know what it well, is I, like <laughs> i can't blame it on the pandemic i can't blame it on show the show reopening <laughs> at an undetermined soon date mm-hmm. um i really have nothing to blame it on other than uh, just not being super neat, I guess. Man, there's clothes around, like merchandise, musical instruments, DVDs. Who watches DVDs? Yeah, I don't VHS even know tapes. Who owns DVDs anymore? <laughs> um, like folding chairs. Some of them open, like that you could sit in. Some of them folded against the wall. Uh, literally, it just looks like a, a hoarder lives up here <laughs> in this office, and it's it's time. For this to be done. Now, having said that, I actually haven't been spending a lot of time in this office. Is it because it's cluttered with all that other junk? It's very possible <laughs> that I refuse to spend time up here because of that. But also, you know, it's super nice outside. I yeah. like to work outside. Like if I'm if I'm working on something, even just in a notebook, I'll sit outside in the back and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than up here, I come up here to do the podcast. So I, I'm the one excuse for you to look at the mess. So that'll... <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but like, really, I know we, we sometimes like occasionally, periodically talk about goals at the end of these episodes. Yeah. I know we just started, but man, if we get on the horn next week <laughs> and I'm still in a similar mess, I'm going to really need you to help yeah. me. You got to, you got to talk me out of this. Hold a candle to that fire. Is that the phrase? You got to whip me into shape, yeah, man. Somebody's got to do something here. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I, I believe in you. I think you'll get it done. Uh, now that the more that you look at it, for sure. Uh. It's disgusting. I don't even know where to begin. You ever get to that point where you just don't even know where to start? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we were talking about in the last episode about choice paralysis. It happens even with cleaning. You know, it's just there's so much to do, so you don't want to do any of it. Yeah. I've, uh, that's been my excuse my whole life, by the way, whenever I didn't <laughs> want to clean. Uh, choice paralysis. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would always say, you know, my parents would say, you got to clean your room, you got to clean your room. I would always somehow put together this shtick that, oh, well, you know what? Next Monday, I would like plan a date. I'd say, I'm going to do a major room cleaning. And that mm-hmm. was my way of putting it off. Yeah. You'd and have a hopefully they date. forgot. 
then hopefully they forgot by that date that that was the day of the major room cleaning. Oh, you were just putting it off for a future date and you never intended on doing it. It wasn't like a goal. You're like, I'm going to buckle down and get it done when I can focus on it. It was just like, mm, maybe no one will notice by the time the future comes. I think it was a little bit of both. <laughs> um, we've got some construction going on downstairs. Okay, what's going on just, there? Just uh, mirrors and things and countertops. We have mirrors that are like fastened to the wall mm-hmm. that are coming down. They, they were here when we moved in, and it's just kind of something that's outdated. So and countertops. And then there was an electrician here um, that was moving a plug. And yeah, my was, brother came I was, over. Well, huh? I was just going to ask if these are all like contractors coming over, in like, in, especially in COVID times. I mean, they're already usually wearing masks if they're doing construction. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll explain. So yeah. the mirror thing we were just talking about doing, and my brother came over to, to help us out with uh, a project we're doing in the garage. He's very handy. And uh, he's like, oh, these mirrors right here? He's like, oh, give me a flathead. And he just started taking down the mirrors. <laughs> there you this go. This is like an, not even an hour ago. So those all came down already. But while he was here, the electrician was doing the plug thing. And the electrician was here for like two hours. This is going to sound like I'm setting up for some sort of joke. There's no punchline here. <laughs> um, but like, I, it is interesting to me anyway, mm-hmm. what you do. It makes me feel weird. So like it was, Cause I think you- I was here for go ahead you've mentioned you're not handy so i imagine this is all fascinating to you like just yes the process. yes <laughs> yeah yes so the electrician does his job it takes two hours i have no idea how long that job is supposed to take sure. yeah right and uh my brother's like what did you have him do and tiana said oh he just moved this outlet over he's like that took two hours yeah she's like yeah and and he's like and how much were the materials the materials alone were like 60 bucks and apparently you know he's like He's like, those materials you probably have in your garage, you know, basically he was saying like he could have done it in like 20 minutes and he's not an electrician. Right. I'm just saying that your brother has now volunteered to do all your home repair. I think it sounds like. If he's volunteering, apparently we didn't know because we, (laughs) we, we got screwed on the deal apparently with this whole moving of the outlet. But now I feel awkward now that I know I was, uh, you know, didn't get a good deal. You were swindled. Yeah, how would you feel if that were you? So you had something done. Someone comes yeah. in your house, and then your roommate comes in and goes, oh, I could have done that for you in 10 minutes. How much did you pay that guy? And you're like, oh, I paid him whatever it is, 200 bucks, 300 whatever you paid. And he tells you, I would have done it for you for free. How do you feel? Yeah, well. Are you thankful to that person? Or now you like <laughs> or you just want them to like, say nothing and shut their mouth? <laughs> yeah, that's my question. <laughs> I'm more confused about what was the need of moving the outlet. That's, that's impressive. You want to know, really? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a litter robot. A litter robot. You had an electrician come in and move an outlet so that you could have a robot scoop the poop <laughs> from your cat? Yes. Yes. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm not familiar oh. with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the ridiculous of all this <laughs> So so previously there was like a regular litter box. Uh-huh. So like you had to scoop the cat poop and yeah. whatever. So we got a litter robot and it and it eliminates the need to scoop the poop, but it's need to be plugged into the wall. So we had to get the outlet over there in the mudroom. Okay. You, uh, you can't do like an extension cord. It it just made more sense (laughs) based on the layout of the space that it would kind of look best if you could get it behind it. I'm just asking the questions I'm sure our listeners are thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not familiar with the robot itself? Uh, No, I can't say that I do, not being a cat owner. It's a game changer, man. Okay. (laughs) 
I believe it's it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool invention. I wish I came up with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's that's not as scary as what I did this weekend. Tell me what you did. We, uh, I have some friends that are, you know, in my uh, area, my neighborhood in New York that we've kind of bubbled together. So we hang out every once in a while. We've hung out on rooftops, you know, socially distanced, whatnot. But we decided uh, because it is the season, we went up to Sleepy Hollow. What do you know about Sleepy Hollow, Matt? Uh, <laughs> not much. Well, I, 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 you know, I don't like the way you phrase that, knowing that I'm not going to have a good answer. <laughs> That's you know, exactly not much. Why. That's exactly. Do you know what uh, famous story takes place in Sleepy Hollow? This isn't the trivia part of the uh, <laughs> of the episode. This should be just common uh, knowledge. Um, the legend of Sleepy Hollow. There's some kind that of that is. Yep, that is the title of the book. That's the title of a book. Yeah. Uh, give me. What, what am I guessing? An author here? Uh, no, just like the famous characters or the story of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, so far, I got nothing. <laughs> what what Halloween stories do you know, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I'm not sure I really know many Halloween stories. All right. Uh, Picture a man on a horse getting chased by something, a very famous Halloween villain. Like a, hor- a, a horseless, like a guy running a headless, a ho- yes? Keep a headless go- horseman? That is it. Yes, it's the tale of the headless horseman. Okay. And Ichabod Crane, um, the author, was Washington Irving. So me okay. and my friends, we went to uh, the town next door, uh, Terrytown, and had some brunch. And then we walked uh, to the next town over uh, to the cemetery where, you know, the Sleepy Hollow story kind of originates. I guess the Headless Horseman in the book um, uh, kind of uh, ties up his horse there at night uh, so that it doesn't run away. Uh, but it has all these little markers. There's like monuments with the headless horseman on it. There's statues with the headless horseman. And uh, Washington Irving is actually buried in the uh, the cemetery there. So, uh, you know, it was a fun little spooky outdoor activity you could do uh, since we are getting close for Halloween. And then we also explored the rest of the cemetery as well. And there's like some pretty big names like in that cemetery that I had no clue like Andrew Carnegie is buried really? there and um, the Rockefeller mausoleum is there as well. So it's like all these big New York names that you see all over the place. You know, I think I saw Van Wyck, you know, all these different um, these headstones. And it was just like kind of creepy to walk around, but it was a great fall day. And, uh, you know, the, the foliage was coming through. It was nice. Uh, we walked back to Terrytown, walked up and down the main street where all these cute shops and, you know, we didn't go into many of them because of COVID times, but we popped our heads into a few and, you know, socially distanced, being safe. And then we finished off the day. We drove up to um, not far from there was the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company and had, uh, you know, some food out there and some beers. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a nice fall afternoon. Sounds like a great day. It, I haven't had a day like that I in know. quite some time. It was very <laughs> rare because it was it was like... So nice to get out of the apartment and see the world and feel a little normal for a change. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it was a blast. So a pretty famous cemetery. Very famous cemetery, yeah. And it's big? Yeah, it, it's weird because it doesn't seem big at first because it's got the like the, the churchyard and it kind of uh, wedges out. So it just expands the further you go into the cemetery. And then there's like this whole ravine that kind of follows alongside it. 
and there's actually used to be a bridge that uh, um, went across that ravine kind of in the downtown area that's no longer there anymore. But that was the famous bridge that Washington Irving wrote about where, you know, Ichabod Crane is getting chased by the Headless Horseman over. So there's a little monument and marker there. And you know what I have to ask you next about the cemetery? Yes. You know how many people are dead in there? No, I do not. All of them. Oh, that's a good riddle. Come on. <laughs> I thought you meant a number. I should have known you were going for something spooky like that. <laughs> Certainly you've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. where, where do you bury the survivors? You don't bury the survivors. Yes. That old yeah, riddle. I like that one too. Yeah. Those aren't the riddles I have planned for you. <laughs> but um, it was weird because we noticed like there's a lot of really old gravestones. And we were just like looking through and I kept trying to like creep out my friends I was with. I was like, what if you came across one of these gravestones and your name was on it and the, and the dates on it were, you know, today, <laughs> you know, just trying to be in that little spooky mood <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah. But there were some that were like, oh, uh, that's literally said on them. And we thought that was very weird. But I guess it was a fad of the time. It was like, not dead, just sleeping. I was like, that's ominous. <laughs> like, like, I'm so glad we're here during the day. Uh, they closed the cemetery down at 4.30 before, you know, uh, dusk. So, uh, you know, we weren't there after dark. But they do lantern tours, like, around this uh, season. And, uh, you know, they have someone, you know, carrying a lantern around. And you're carrying lanterns around. And you could do, like, a nighttime tour. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> that seems... Uh, not up my alley, but it's also weird the, because like it's a it's a town that like has all the tourists come this time of year too. So it's really interesting to see you know how they kind of prepare for this Halloween season, and it definitely reminded me a lot of like you know Salem up in uh, Massachusetts. You know sure. during this time, it's just like this is the time, and I wonder how how affected it is by you know the pandemic and everything. If all their tourist money's you know coming not oh. coming in as much, but who knows. I think I saw something about Salem saying, you know, maybe it was a governor of Massachusetts or maybe a mayor somewhere, but saying something like this is not the year to come to Salem. I actually saw something about that. Yeah, because they're I mean, Halloween in general, people are still just trying to figure out what they're doing. You know, yeah. are people trick or treating? Can you set out a bucket and make sure, you know, people come just to the door, socially distanced and grab a bucket of candy Luckily, yeah. I've never had uh, any trick-or-treaters at all in uh, right. my apartment, so I don't have to worry about it. But What do you think the rules are on a gravestone? Like, Could I make my gravestone say whatever I want, or are there actual like laws and mandates? And I don't know if there's it... mandates. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably well, up to like the cemetery itself and whatever protocols they have and what they're like, willing what to Like, what if display. I wanted to lie on mine? Like, change your birthday or yeah yeah hypothetically <laughs> not that i do i'm just saying like or, it, could you get away with it i think i think there's definitely examples of like wrong dates but i don't know if they were intentional it's probably more of an accident when... well i think it'd be really cool like every year around halloween for like the month of october this would be really cool to just like have you know your name whatever year you were born you know for me 1988 too and then normally it says the year you died but you put something like different like 1998 to every 15 minutes every so you want to actually go in and change the headstone on halloween like the whole no marble. i want it permanent oh permanent and, then, and it yeah and then it would just be you, you it understand just says what it means, every though. 15 minutes 
Yeah, so that means that I, I die and come back to life every 15 minutes. So like during Halloween time, that would be cool. Yeah, but what about the rest of the year? What if someone wants to visit you? Then it's just creepy. <laughs> like super creepy. Just permanently creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best example, but you know what I mean by that. I would say, what about like uh, like a click wheel? Like you have that embedded into the, the tombstone and you can, uh, you know, spiral it just yeah. for Halloween and then put it back. I think you'd have to tip the gag. stonemason a pretty penny to get any of this done. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah, the stonework, it sounds very complicated. Just to <laughs> yeah. figure out the mechanics of it. <laughs> it wasn't so bad until you brought in the click wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think we're just in a spooky mood i'm in a spooky mood i'm just trying to think of it's this is a weird uh, co- uh topic of conversation but i you know like to like to keep it creepy around uh halloween do you like halloween i do uh actually we have a, a big halloween in my neighborhood where um there's one street in particular mm-hmm. that goes all out they actually have companies come to their house and decorate their houses. Really? Like it's professional really decorators? Yes. Wow. It's super extravagant. Um, this year, it's about 50% of what it normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally, like uh, people from all over the Las Vegas Valley actually come to the community and trick-or-treat, but that's not happening this year. Wow. So, wow. But yeah, it's a big deal. It's really cool for families and stuff like that. But I was going to ask you, uh, if I want to watch like a Halloween movie... One that holds up, though. I don't want to watch something where it feels super stuck in a time. Do you have one for me? Mm, let me think about it uh, throughout mm. the podcast, and I'll come up with it. Yeah, not necessarily Halloween, but like a little horror creepy. movie, something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in the middle of, I haven't finished it yet, but my little Halloween viewing right now is Lovecraft Country on HBO. Is that uh, a t- series? Yeah, it's a series, and it's uh, a really, really like kind of spooky and creepy, and there's a lot of gory stuff too. But there's allusions to the H.P. Lovecraft stories, and uh, it's following a you know a family from like Chicago to uh, Massachusetts, actually. And back the to allusions Chicago. to the Lovecraft story? I don't know. I don't understand that. Allusions? Like yeah, references? no, to the love. What to the to what is the Lovecraft story? H.P. Lovecraft is the famous uh, horror novelist. Oh yes, yeah, so write... that's where you lost me. Yeah. Not at Allusions with an A. I yeah. got that part. <laughs> yeah, like um, have you heard of Cthulhu before? Like no. the creepy, I mean, I don't, like no. tentacly monster that like got you know. Okay, well, uh... <laughs> it's like an octopus. Sort of. Uh, it's very noodly, I would say. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's famous for what's kind of the Cthulhu series or, you know, there's a bunch of stories around certain monsters and whatnot. And uh, uh, this is kind of a series that uh, I think Jordan Peele is behind it, um, you know, who did uh, Get Out and Us. Key and, and Peele. Yeah, from Key and Peele. And he's just been on a horror kick and I think he's behind or involved somehow, maybe director, I don't know, writer uh executive producer who knows uh but it's a it's a great thing that's uh keeping me in that spooky realm but i also have uh which might be more up your alley uh and i haven't seen it yet uh so this will be my goal is uh the new adam sandler uh her who be her halloween what is it called <laughs> hubby halloween <laughs> i haven't even heard of it it's one of those netflix adam sandler movies that's like part of his deal and the only review I've heard from friends is like, if you like that mumbly era of Adam Sandler, boy, are you in for a treat. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you know once I see it. How, well, how, you're an Adam Sandler fan, though, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, his movies clearly are hits or misses, and young Ad- younger Adam Sandler movies, you know, rather than the stuff he's been putting out lately, with a few exceptions, have been, you know, not as not as up to par. <laughs> what well, what would be a hit and a miss for you for him? A miss, uh, Jack and Jill. Haven't seen it. Where he's and like a hit? dressed up as his like twin sister the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a hit recently. Uh, it's very not Adam Sandler, but the Hidden Gems movie is that. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Where it's just like he's a uh, gem jeweler in. Um, this is like a, like a like a indie movie. It's like doesn't. It's not a comedy at all. He's like a. Yeah, I turned it yeah. on, and when I realized it wasn't a comedy, I turned it off. Yeah, it's very uh, anxiety driven. <laughs> I saw that movie with my mother, and I thought she was gonna hate it when it started because it's just like all these New York Jews yelling at each other, and like Kevin Garnett shows up, and all this stuff, and then it turns out she liked it. So I was happy. Oh, wow. I, rec- I found that movie. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm also, this is a nice segue, um, I was involved in a, um immersive experience online to uh, promote uh, Amazon's upcoming releases from the Blumhouse films. Oh, Do you I, know I've Blumhouse? met, I've, it's Jason, right? Jason Blum? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've met Jason. Oh, very cool. So you're familiar with those types of movies. So any of no. those would be on a good list for, you know, for horror films you could check out i'm not yeah i know who they are i think Mm -hmm. i may have seen one of the films and really liked it actually but i can't remember what it was yeah there's there's four new ones that amazon is just releasing that they came out with um you know that i did this experience for and we'll get to that experience in a moment i just have the list in front of me because i i would never remembered that they're called nocturne black box evil eye and the lie and those are all coming out this month for amazon but you probably know other Blumhouse um films like paranormal activity or the purge the gift oh the gift i yeah. actually loved with um yeah. jason bateman yeah that was a great movie actually um and the um uh, that's the one the invisible man the invisible man is the one that just came out right with mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. elizabeth moss i think maybe Anyway, uh, but I got to tell you about this experience because did you ever do Sleep No More in New York City? No. Okay. Are you familiar with Sleep No More? No. It sounds like a avant-garde performance venue. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> like uh, if you could describe it in one sentence, I think you got a nail on the head. <laughs> um, it's actually where we were doing uh, Speakeasy Magic at the McKittrick Hotel here in New York, too. I mean, that was their big production is sleep no more and it's this immersive hotel where you know there's live actors and performances on each floor and you get separated from your party and you know everyone's experience is slightly different so they kind of recreated that style ish in a digital format and then the way this worked is you go to the website and uh you you log in you get i think it was free but you had to rsvp to get a ticket and uh, it started with, uh, which I thought was a little strange, but very cool, a like cocktail half an hour party that was DJed live by Questlove. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So he was just like in his apartment. It looked like L.A., just like spinning some tunes. And then after that, uh, they kind of opened up this digital house and you started exploring. And the whole idea is beforehand, you get these case files. You had to figure out what happened to this, uh, you know, uh, missing girl. 
uh, but you you know you can digitally search through her room by like clicking on things to find clues. Um, there's videos that pop up, but then when you go to the lower floors, there's actually live actors that you can like interact with and they're there in character and you can ask them questions in the chat and they'll respond to you. Uh, so there was like a, uh, you know, a, t a tarot reader was reading people's fortunes, uh, sort of as one of them. And they're like, all right, that was cool. I'm going to move to the next room by clicking on, you know, I'll go to the kitchen. And there was a guy doing like a cocktail lesson, but he was like involved in the plot somehow. And you had to like get some answers from him. But I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just got an idea about this, but keep going. Because the last room was very interesting, or my favorite room was the, the garage. And you go into the garage, and suddenly you realize you're in the middle of like a crisis situation. There's like blood splattered everywhere. Uh, there's a guy who's in this torture device, and he's trying to get out, and there's an FBI agent in the room with him, and you're kind of guiding the FBI, almost like a, a escape room almost, to try and save him before these saws come down and, you know, cut off his head pretty much. And, uh, you know, there's crossbows aimed at him and everything. And, like, there's glass that the FBI agent has to walk over. And it's, like, really intense all of a sudden. And they, spoiler alert, save the guy eventually. And it turns out, I was like, hey, that's, that's Jonathan Goodwin from America's Got Talent. Oh my God! So he was in. He was one of the actors. He was one of the actors and the so whole time were, in the chat. Doesn't he live in Vegas? Yeah, he's a Vegas dude. Yeah. So were, was it being done here in Vegas? It might have been, or at least that feed was coming from yeah. Vegas. So um, yeah, and uh, it was just so funny. I mean, he's toured. He's a he's an escape artist and daredevil that's toured. You know, with the Illusionist tour and all these other things. And you know, I only met him recently on Twitter, and we were like had our mutual fan fandom for each other <laughs> that sure. we were sharing. And then I just saw him pop into this, and I was like, "That's crazy." It took me a little bit out of the story for a moment because I didn't know sure. he was going to be in it, but uh, but I couldn't figure out the story that was really happening anyway. So <laughs> no, <laughs> was, no, you a lot did this. On. You did this with other people, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, just be, I mean, you experience it individually, uh, sure. but I just happened to have a, like a Zoom room open with some friends and we were chatting the whole time. Like, I'm going to the garage or I'm going up to the attic, which was like the final room. And, you know, uh, we kind of did our own thing, but it's it was tricky because you could stay in one room for the whole hour long experience and just get everything that was happening there. But, uh, right. you know, depending on how you're bouncing around, you're missing maybe parts of the story or maybe they repeat some segments. But it was just kind of all over the place, but I guess it's designed that way so that, you know, if it's, if it's something like sleep, no more, it does encourage you to go back to try and get more of the story or to like fill in those gaps or have a different experience each time. Well, all I'm hearing while I'm listening to this right, right from the start, I thought, well, that sounds really cool. When you said you got to find the missing girl, all of a sudden I'm hooked in. I was like, Oh, it's like a mystery thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, all right, well, I, I maybe I would like to do something like this. Then I started thinking, well, what if we, what if we planned one of these? What if we went to one of these and, yeah, we we set a certain date, announce it here on the cast, and maybe a few people from the cast would actually visit it as well on the same day. Sure, yeah, and we then can you know we out. can, you and I won't talk about it. We won't have uh, until the cast. We can kind of <laughs> decompress you know, live. Yeah, 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 and and maybe some of our listeners will, will join us for the experience. I don't know. I, I haven't done one of these, so I don't know if that would work. Yeah, I think there's more that are like bookable. I mean, this felt like more of a one-off thing, the Blumhouse event one, but um, but like one of these escape rooms I've been talking about to see see what your perspective is that we've described. You know 
or just or just going to one of these weird avant-garde theater Zoom shows that I've been going to, even if it's a magic show or something. Well, I think even something like that would be cool to do, you know, a sh- yeah. kind of a shared experience if there's a mm-hmm. way we could do it all kind of at this on the same date. Yeah, absolutely. That even would if be it's fun. just a few of us. Yeah. We'll take suggestions, too, if people have shows that they think we should check out. Maybe we'll pop in. and uh... Virtual experiences, really, of any kind. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I just love seeing them because I love what other people are doing. I finally got to see uh, Helder's show, uh, Fuga okay. Geffen. And this was his big run of shows um, that he started in April. And it was through the Geffen Theater. And I think it was like one of the first like big virtual magic shows. It got a lot of press. Uh, where he mails everyone a box of items. This is uh, um, Helder uh, Guillermez. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But this I went to his last performance of the show. The show is done after that. And I guess it was for charity. Uh, but normally, I think he limited it to five, uh, not five, 25 people. 25 people because he was sending out 25 packages per show. Uh, but this last one, they kind of had that audience as the interactive audience, but then they sold a different ticket price where just anyone could watch the feed of the show as well. So you couldn't really interact with him per se, although there was a few moments where everyone sort of was involved. Uh, but it was a lot of cards. Uh, but I'm just saying with that extra ticket tier, he, I think there was 3,000 people watching <laughs> that final performance. There were so many people. <laughs> Um, and again, that's the only ticketed model for these shows that I understand is when you have like a lot of people and then just that, that make you, you make a decent chunk of change. Uh, but, um, sure. So tell me, uh, I, I don't want to go too deep into inside baseball here, mm-hmm. but I love cards. Yeah. What type of effects are we talking about? General sense. Sure. Yeah. He, um, he did a few pieces. So he did a show several years ago with Derek Delgadio in New York that I saw nothing to hide. So right. I recognized a few pieces from that that weren't exactly the same, but similar style or in the vein, or he tweaked them slightly for the, um, uh, what do you call it, for the uh, the virtual show. I'm not familiar really with Helder's work, so mm-hmm. it might be tough for me to grasp what the feel is. But, I mean, it's not jokey, right? It's pretty serious. It's pretty straightforward. It's more of a, he's telling stories about his life, and then he's using the magic to kind of complement that. Uh, so there was like a through line throughout um, some integrated a little bit better into the effects than others. Some he's telling the story and that he's like, here's a effect that kind of uh, ties here's in. Here's four aces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think one of the most impressive things was he had uh, in the present that's sent to everyone. And again, hopefully I'm not spoiling anything because he is, he is uh, at the end, since he stopped doing the present, he did announce there's going to be another run of a different oh, good. show. Uh, well, good. Yeah. So well, I'll try like, to a, see like that. a sequel. If you I'll will. Try, oh, so it's not the same show. No, not the same show, but yeah, a new show that he's going to be doing. Um, but is it magic that I could experience if I were sitting in front of him, or is he really taking advantage of the virtual element the whole time? Like, yeah. how much of the card effects are mm-hmm. card effects for real versus something that's different because of the medium? Right. Uh, I think the majority, if not all, were things like if it wasn't in a virtual space, you would still have the same effect. Uh, so he's doing real sleight of hands uh, and and real you know uh, magic. Yeah, 
Yeah, and um, one thing, just like again, this won't spoil it, but he in the present he gives everyone a pack of cards and he has them. They're sealed. Everyone opens them. He leads them through instructions to kind of mix them and then choose a card, and then they lose them again and they just memorize that card. And then on the table in front of him, he has his pack of cards and he just starts cutting to those people's cards. So he's like, you, your card was the what? And then boom, that card appeared. And he's like, don't say your card. It was this. And he flips over like the 10 of spades and they go, yeah, it was the 10 of spades. So he's doing that yeah. for each of the 25 people in the audience, which is See, really, I really think impressive. I would really, I would really enjoy that. Yeah. That's really yeah. neat. Yeah. yeah. You'd like that a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of mentalism too, which I liked. Yeah. Very cool. So I've been busy. I've been busy, uh, you know, going outside of my apartment, staying inside of my apartment. Those are the only two options these days. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of shows and, you know, had a fun, fun fall, fun fall trip. That's you got a uh, riddle for me today? Yeah, let's do it. It's time for riddles. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles. All right, are you ready for this riddle? Because I'm trying to find where I put it. Okay, there it is. Are you ready? Uh, Of course. All right. A woman shoots her husband. Then she holds him underwater for five minutes. Finally, she hangs him. But five minutes later, they both go out together and enjoy a wonderful dinner together. How can this be? It's a little spooky. I wanted it to be a little bit uh, <laughs> Halloween-y. Chose Shoots it for her this husband, one. Mm-hmm. holds him underwater for five minutes, and then... Hangs him. Hangs him. Mm-hmm. But then five minutes later, they both go out together and enjoy a wonderful dinner together. Hangs How can this him. be? Hangs Talk it out loud. Talk. What's your process? Well, I think we're looking for... Right off the bat, I think what we're doing is we're looking for three double meanings for shooting, mm-hmm. holding underwater, and hanging. Mm-hmm. I think you're on uh, the right track there. Shooting, she could be filming him doing something. Mm-hmm. Holding underwater, she could be holding him, like holding him, like hugging him uh, in the rain or underneath Water of some kind. Or maybe they're laying down under a fish tank. Yeah, we had that other riddle with the magician and the kid. And he's like, I can hold my breath underwater. So you're thinking... Yeah, under a she, cup. She thinks she's holding a cup over her husband. Now, the one that's getting me is then <laughs> then she... What was the wording on the hanging? That's it. Finally, she hangs him. She hangs him? Yeah. See, I'm not sure what the double meaning on she hangs him could be. <laughs> Well, I she will hangs. tell you this. They are all related, all of these uh, steps. Oh. Shoots, shoots, holds, hangs. <laughs> I mean, I think you should include more than just holds. <laughs> shoots, holds him underwater, hangs him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is this, I, I don't know. Um, sounds like laundry. Um, the, you have the, that sort of on the right track for the last part. Yeah. But you don't shoot laundry. No, correct. <laughs> what did you say the first time for shoot? What came to mind? Uh, filming. Filming. Uh, what, mm-hmm. and what kind of filming? What are you talking about here? Uh, she could be filming him doing anything. 
Yeah, but filming implies um, multiple what? Multiple. <laughs> what if you just? Multiple what if you cameras? wanted a short film? What's a short film? Multiple takes. Multiple. What's like a tiny, tiny part of a film? A tiny a take. Like what if it was like two seconds or less? A picture. Yeah. So think oh. of it that way. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you have it? She's developing photos. Yeah, exactly. So oh, like the that's old, a good one. Like the old dark room, right? So you yes. take a photo, you hold them underwater, and then you held it up, uh, hang them up on the little. Yeah, no, that would have been line. a perfect yeah. riddle for 1956. <laughs> People still develop film that way. No, they don't. Sure they do. Who does? I mean, I don't know anyone personally. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of DSLR cameras now and iPhones. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, if, that's if you true. shoot on film, sure. I mean, I you see it in movies even, all the time. The dark room, is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, you know, you got like those glowing red lights for some reason. <laughs> it's oh just, my you know, gosh. you're in a little dark room. It just showed up on Lovecraft Country, I'll tell you that. I mean, it did? That, that takes place in the 50s, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 1956, perfect riddle. <laughs> People get that in two seconds in 56. You ask him in 2020. Yeah, what would I Ask the, someone under the age of 15. Of what a dark room is, yeah. Yes. What would be the equivalent these days? Like, uh, you shoot them... Then you send him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you print him. You shoot him. You edit him. You post him. You, you upload. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you put a filter on him. <laughs> he does yeah. a fun little voice. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then it deletes after they see it. Yeah, yeah. It's up for 24 hours. <laughs> Oh, man, that yeah. was good. That's a good like riddle. That. Oh, wait, wait. So I think technically, I mean, at first you got this, but then <laughs> you eventually, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take I'll it. take it. Is it trivia right. time? Trivia time. And I just want to say my brother recently chimed in. He said he was going for like a who wants to be a millionaire vibe with the theme song for this, so... Of the trivia one? the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia time. And from your who wants to be a millionaire experience, did, did, did you get that vibe? Look, look, I love the song. <laughs> I think we can all agree that, you know... If the if the riddle song is a is an A plus, yeah, the the trivia one might be more in the B range. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's the sophomore slump. Uh, you know, you get yes when when you when an artist first comes out, they have their whole career to make that perfect album, and exactly. then the next one's like you know you don't have as much time that year follow up. I understand. No, no Mark, I, I, hope I you like don't it. I'm with Derek <laughs> on this. I hope you don't take that as a, a criticism. We don't mean it to be harsh at all. <laughs> No, not at all. But I'm just saying we've had other people who are who who've criticized it, and I'm just defending it here. Is all I'm saying. When yeah, I'm defending it as well because when you come out, it's not about the 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 pressure song, <laughs> the the trivia song, being a B. It's about right. how hard he came out swinging on the first one. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so good, so good. It's unbelievable. So, all but right. anyway, both are great. Yes. 
Yeah. And so is this question. And we might have more segments that might need more theme songs. So who knows what we're going to get? We'll find I out. Like the, I like the sound of that. I really like the sound of that. <laughs> you know, I think, right. I think we got an A plus, we got a B plus. I think with the next one, he can be carrying a smooth A average all the way through. Oh, absolutely. And how yeah. could you ask for more? Yeah. We've got a sure. tip top team here. Yeah, we're good. We're good. What is the only U.S. state to grow coffee beans? Ooh, you, I think I know this right off the bat, like right away. <laughs> uh, because okay. I think it, they have to be in a certain climate um, for it to grow. And I believe I've actually drank coffee from here. Uh, and I think I visited once. I don't know if I had coffee while I was there. Maybe I took it with me. So you believe you visited the state? Yes. Uh, and gonna... you've been to almost all the states, though. Yeah, there's like three I haven't been to yet. Would you like to hear the options? No. no, You I'm don't that, even want to hear them. I'm that confident. Okay. It Just is for it. the heck of it, before you answer, <laughs> no. what are the three? Well, you have your answer locked in, so yeah, don't I'm change locked it. In. Yeah. But what are the three states you haven't been to? Do you know what they are offhand or not really? Um, Idaho's one. Oh, wow. Alaska. Okay. And uh, I feel like. I feel like I just drove through Mississippi, although I think I've now visited Mississippi. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's let's hear what you got for an answer here. It's Hawaii. It is Hawaii. <laughs> the Kona Coffee Company. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you had been to Hawaii, so that's why I thought, oh, maybe he's got the wrong answer. Yeah. No, I've been to Hawaii. <laughs> you did a gig there. Yeah, I did. It was a Boxing Day gig. I was there Boxing. for less than 24 hours, and uh, mm-hmm. it was like a private party. There was a couple of their AGT people there. I think uh, I remember this story, actually. Yeah. I think I remember when you went. And I, it was on, like, I had to fly out, like, on Christmas Day, which, you know, my family wasn't thrilled about, but they were okay with. Uh, but, I mean, then I uh, performed the next day, and then I flew back. Hey, hey, listen. Is Mark going to be upset that I gave the second song a B plus? No. I think he's fine. Okay, because I really didn't mean for that to come off harsh. I know we've moved on to Hawaii, but I just want you to know that mentally, I'm still back at the the harsh criticism of the wonderful gift of music that we were given. It is a wonderful gift. I mean, he's provided to the podcast, and I'm just saying, if we ever need an electrical outlet moved for the podcast, we'll go to your brother. (laughs) So you always bring it back to who's bringing, whose brothers are bringing what to the table, and so far... Ryan and Corey, zero. <laughs> exactly. Mark, two. <laughs> yep. So this isn't about A's and B's. This is about showing up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, so listen, if, if Ryan and Corey can't be mad at you, Mark can't be mad at me. Yeah, fair enough. All right? Enough. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, oh, what else is happening? What's going on? <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. Uh, let's see. What else? What is else? What else is going on? What is today? Today's October twentieth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. That's about <laughs> it for you. I'll tell you some stuff. I just um, I watched. Oh, are you watching football at all? Yeah, yeah. So I've been following. I watched mm-hmm. the Patriots play. I watched the Dolphins play, and now I also watch the Raiders play. Right, because of Vegas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're fun to watch. Um, I'll tell you, know you what's what, funny. Did, well, go ahead. Did you have you know what a Survivor League is, right? Have you partaken? No, no. is that some kind of 
What it's is like that? A, it's like a fantasy football, but it's less involved. You don't have to choose the players every week and whatever, and you know. I would like that, that better stuff. than. So yeah. basically, you pick one team a week, and uh, you just are picking which team you think is going to win that week. And if they sure, do, sure. you're still in. However, you can only pick a team once each. You know, once you pick a team, you can't pick them again. Hmm. So I'm Ever? just gonna tell. Uh, yeah, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Wow. So so you have to look at some of the matchups, like for some of the worst teams. Um, to be like, oh, I think they're going to beat this other bad team this week and hope right. that you get your win that way for that team because you can't right. just go your all-star teams the whole time right? because you'd be spent by half the season. And uh, we're playing two strikes in my league. So, uh, you know, if you get one wrong, you're still in, but you're on thin ice. <laughs> so you got to yeah. make perfect picks uh, if you want to try and win. Um, but uh, I think my so it's, this is, again, my brother's league. I think there's about like maybe six or seven people left in that league. And I'm in your one, brother's league. Yeah. And I'm one mm-hmm. of them. But you're going to hate you're going to hate this pick I made this last weekend. I almost and should have picked uh, your team, but I picked, picked my team. <laughs> you picked so, the Jets. No, I picked the Patriots this week and oh. they lost. Right. But I changed that pick from the Dolphins. <laughs> Oh, so, you... <laughs> so I would have been perfect record, no strengths wow. at all, had I just stuck with my gut. Uh, but, but the Pats let me down a little bit. Although the end of the game was crazy. I uh, just thought that they almost came back and won. Yeah, they were not, yeah, they were no, not doing great... well. Yeah, that was a great game. You know what's interesting? I don't know if you're really aware of what's going on with the Tennessee Titans. They're having an amazing season. I think they're 5-0, and mm-hmm. which is crazy because Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback and when Ryan Tannehill played for the Dolphins for the past several years, he could do nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not, never consistent. Now all of a sudden, under a different regime, he's uh, like an all-star. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's like right. you know, the Dolphins just have this systemic problem where they just can't <laughs> do anything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sometimes about the team you're on, but I think the interesting thing, especially this year with like the survival league, it's it's so hard to pick because there's so many more wild cards watching football in COVID era. Because, I mean, just uh, with, you know, the Pats quarterback last week, uh, you know, Cam Newton tested yeah. positive and was gone. Isn't that crazy? So then he's just like, you know, quarantine for a couple of days, you know, <laughs> or a, yeah. couple, a week or so or two weeks. And it's just like it could throw off your whole picks and you don't know how they're going to come back after they recover from that, you know, time off as well, which obviously, you know, might have been a factor with me picking the pass this week but uh, well, wasn't the team not able to practice because a, a handful of other players oh yeah got the COVID too right so they were not able to- yeah the, the, it's crazy to me that football practice is this what we're doing like over zoom sometimes and i was like if that was all football practice was me i could play football <laughs> did you <laughs> ever play football zoom? of any kind um i backyard like- football yeah, like just pick up games and like maybe flag football and gym or something like that. You had flag football in gym class? Yeah, I think so. With like maybe like a Nerf football or something. <laughs> no, that's cool. We never played flag football at gym. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to do the whole tackling part. But, but never, no. you never played organized when you were a kid or anything like that? No, I did very few sports, if you can't tell. <laughs> what did you do? I played baseball, which was just me sitting in the outfield pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't doing much. Uh, And I played basketball. My dad was a big basketball person, so I know he made. Well, he didn't make us, but like we would play basketball. Encouraged it. Encouraged it. Yeah. And I just I I hated that, and I hated soccer when I tried soccer, just because it's it's too much running back and forth. It's like yeah, I liked. 
I liked the baseball of just sitting in the back and I had to have like a, a bag of sunflower seeds in my back pocket and just spit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball's a great lazy sport. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah sure no, is. that was pretty much it. I did. I, well, this is the weird thing and I didn't even expect this story to come up because someone was asking if I was ever going to tell this story on the podcast. But the, uh, the I did go to sports camp. I did went to Worcester Academy Sports Camp. Did you even what know age? this? What age? This, no. This was middle school around that time. Okay, so you're 12, 13. Right. But the story is, uh, I had a camp counselor that some people might know of, and that is uh, the comedian Mike Berbiglia was my camp wow. counselor. <laughs> So I'll tell. Doesn't I'll t- he reference it in his book? Like, right, right, right. Well, he was going oh, to. Yeah. Did so I this, just did I just ruin a punchline? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll tell the whole story here uh, because uh, uh, when I moved from Boston to or Massachusetts to New York, it was right after you know AGT had happened. So my you know little fame uh, moment of fame was at the highest it's ever been. <laughs> Uh, and I guess uh, Berbiglia had just like started following me on Twitter because I had followed him recently on Twitter. Isn't so, that cool when that happens, though? Yeah, it's cool when someone you look up to, you know, you, you respect, it follows you back. It's always a always a blast. So uh, because we could then like tweet at each other or whatever, you know, I was like, hey, uh, I'm moving to, uh, you know, New York. And he's like, hey, I was your camp counselor because I had no oh idea. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I had oh. no idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I was just at the comedy studio where I know you performed a lot and Rick Jenkins there, uh, you know, brought me over to your uh, signed poster that said great comedians happen in Boston, dot, 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 then moved to New York. You know, I was trying to give him credit. It was like, oh, it's so funny. I was just talking about you. He's like, no, really, I was your camp counselor and I almost wrote you by name in my book. And I was like, what? <laughs> it ended up being cut, but I was like, I need to know this story. So once I am in New York and, uh, you know, I see Mike Birbiglia is performing at UCB, which is no longer around in New York, but uh, he would do improv with all these improvisers that I look up to. Uh, so I went and I was like, I got to go see the show and I got to find out the story. So I'm sitting in the front row and I see like during the show, like he clocks me, he sees me in the front row and like kind of like crazy winks or nods at me or whatever. <laughs> so I wait after the show for all like the cast to come out and you know, whatever. And I'm just like, I need to know what the story is. So he's like, all right. And he like brings all these big improvisers over, you know, Chris Gethard, Tammy Sager, all these people that are like legends. And I'm just, I moved to New York to do improv, you know? Yeah, like, right, so right. Like, I'm in the, in the presence of these legends at the moment. And he's like, all right. So we both went to Worcester Academy sports camp and he's like, and you were like the youngest, littlest, runtiest kid in my group. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's like, and like some of the older, bigger kids were like maybe picking on you a bit. And like, we didn't want it to hurt your, you know, self-esteem. So every time you entered the room, we just, I got everyone, this is him speaking. I got all the other camp counselors to just start chanting, diddle men, diddle men, diddle men. And he's like, and it worked. And he's like, but it worked too good because then you get cocky and you'd enter the room and you just started like expecting your name being <laughs> chanted <laughs> and he's like and he's like but now i'm just attributing all that you know confidence and success to that moment and he's like i'm responsible for your your fame and everything like that <laughs> i mean he didn't oh, say it in those many words but he was applying that so then yeah. chris gethard stops him stops him in the middle of the story he just stops he looks at mike he looks at me 
He looks back at Mike, then back at me, and he just goes, I don't picture either of you at sports camp. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, that's the the story. Because I I, I was aware he was from Shrewsbury, Mass. That was two towns over from where I grew up. And I just, I never had known that, you know, I was a little kid. I didn't really know who these camp counselors were and didn't follow up with them after, you know, middle school camp. Uh, if any of them became a famous comedian. So well, the fact it, that he tweeted at me and was like, yeah, I was your camp counselor. Do you have recollection of this Diddleman chant or no? No, not at all. No. Zero <laughs> recollection. Zero. The only wow. thing I remember about Worcester Academy sports camp was uh, I, I partook in the wrestling tournament, like, and I was actually okay at wrestling and I like won a medal. You went, never told me you were okay at wrestling. <laughs> I was okay at wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't get... I, I feel like you've done, like, the whole, like, get up with, like, the, the unitard thing. And the, I wrestled my whole life yeah. through, all through high school and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I wasn't that good to the do it. The unitard thing. It's called a singlet. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I still wear it sometimes, like, just around the house. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I'm sure Tiana's thrilled about that. <laughs> Matt, you really need to get back to the shows need to be coming back soon, don't they? <laughs> You're back in your unitard. <laughs> it's a singlet. <laughs> um, no, I remember that, and I did okay with that. I think I got the medal for wrestling that year, and I like pinned like a couple of kids that were bigger than me. And then... Um, I remember getting the five-year camper. I went for five years to the sports camp, I guess, the five-year camper award. And I remember the only other part were two other parts that were non-sports related that were my favorite parts of the day was arts and crafts, (laughs) which is maybe why I'm so crafty now. And then after lunch, we'd go and we'd watch movies, but it was usually like agony of defeat videos of sports bloopers. And that was my favorite part of the whole day. (laughs) You did five years of Worcester Academy sports camp? Yes. So what, every summer for like how long? For, yeah, it was probably like a month. Do you go every day, pretty much five days a week or something? Yeah, five days a week. We didn't ever do the sleepover camp or anything like that. No, but no. they had like uniforms. You had to get like the right shorts and the right shirt to wear. And <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Wow. And Mike Birbiglia was a camp counselor. <laughs> Did you ever have entertainment come? They come and have like a magician come or anything like that? Just curious. No. Uh, our entertainment, I guess, was sports. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, or, or the sports blooper videos. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's just wild too because I, I reached out to him again uh, because he was doing, I actually went to the last day of his Broadway show, the new one, uh, when it was available. But I had tweeted him because when I did Broadway, I was like, hey, another thing we have in common, I'm making my Broadway debut for one night only and you're on Broadway down the street. So who knew little central Massachusetts people would, uh, you know, end up there. So, uh, that was really cool to connect. And, uh, and then when I saw the show, it was great. So recommend it, go check out Mike Birbiglia stuff. If you're not a, yeah, aware of his, uh, performances, he's got movies, he's got a movie about improv too, which is uh, really funny. So yeah, this is, this is one of the best casts we've ever had. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just one of those ones. Uh, we're, uh, we're talking with my friends over the weekend up in Sleepy Hollow. Like, whenever you have a story that has a name to it, you know it's a good story. So that's that's the Berbiglia story. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And I'm sure. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be asking you some of. Like, do you have stories that you could think of? Like, can we tease like that you title them in your mind? Uh, I have one. 
What's it? What's it just called? We'll call it. Well, maybe we'll we'll save it for another one in the future. Well, I can't tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So it's that raunchy, huh? <laughs> well, it just has a memorable name, which is why I can remember it. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Yeah. All but right. yeah, it's more on the so, the so side of something I. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fascinating. Maybe I'll hear it after we go off air. <laughs> So you well, can't even yeah. you can't even say the title of this one. Is that bad? Well, uh, well, I could say the title. Yeah. Okay. The title's "Dry Pants, No Pants." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna have to leave that one up for your imagination, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm involved in the story, but I'm not usually the one who tells it. If that uh, makes gotcha. sense. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the reasons that it can't be told. <laughs> um, Can we get that person who normally tells it? onto the podcast to tell we, it. Yeah, we could definitely get him on the cast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, we could get him on the cast. So it's just not that it's not appropriate. It's just you don't have all the details. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have... I, yeah, I'm just not normally mm, the one who tells it. Gotcha. But I have... I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I have, like, stories with titles. I, I tend mm. to... I tend to not log my stories and remember them, I guess. I don't really have... Have I ever told you stories? Like, ever? Um... Now that you mention it, no. It seems Not like really. you don't like any narratives. Maybe this is why you don't see many movies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not much of a... I don't know. I mean, I am a storyteller, if you think about it, Yeah. by definition, for what I do for a living. Right. Um, and I certainly tell stories on stage, but I'm not sure I tell stories in casual mm-hmm. scenarios that often. So maybe that should be the goal, along with uh, obviously cleaning up your office that you're staring at, your hoard, hoarder. Can maybe jot down if you could think of stories. Maybe have like just to title them. I'll do the same. I'll try and think. I've I've got loads of stories uh, I could tell, but uh, but yeah, maybe that maybe that's your goal slash homework assignment. Can well, we give, you imagine, give each other homework assignments on this podcast? I would imagine. Yeah, I think we kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How is Star Wars, by the way? <laughs> wouldn't you kind of imagine that like i would have a handful of stories that you would actually be involved in right yeah yeah i mean there's definitely stories from naka i'm sure right i would imagine but yeah why don't i have any offhand yeah but i feel like you I could mean, correct I f- that i also feel like you probably have some interesting stories of like other celebrities and stuff vegas stories maybe just not remembering them at the moment too because i'd be fascinating um I remember you told me you saw some oh the Paula Abdul story, didn't you go to her her concert? Seeing her show, yeah. But it yeah. was it really a story? I don't. Or did know. I just tell you I went to the show? I don't know. I feel like there was a story element. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. See, like maybe my memory is not that great. So like mm-hmm. to me, I just feel like yeah, I went to yeah. the show. Yeah. I know I have a I have a story, but we'll have to talk off air if I'm allowed to tell it. Uh, no. <laughs> of um, it involves um, let's just say it involves a sheet with some holes in it, s- some slits for some arms to come through. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When that's I said a, sheet with holes, that could be a whole different story. So, by so, the way, <laughs> I actually thought you were going in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is for an illusion, a magic illusion. <laughs> Let me just get that out of the way real fast. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I mean. I feel like every time I have one, it has some element of something that, like, yeah. you know, I don't, you don't know. know if you want it to be out there per se. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Okay. I, my, it, it's a it's a combination of things, but you know, I think it's a good homework assignment. If uh, if well, things let, come to mind, I'm going to say 
well, that's the thing. The stories kind of have to have, you have to be good at storytelling. Yeah. I think right? it's good practice. I think where else to do it than on a podcast with our, our listener friends who are dedicated and loyal and tuning in. And I know you're side. willing to listen to that, that practice <laughs> of stories without punchlines. Yeah. But we'll, I guess time will tell if anyone else is. <laughs> we'll have to have you um, just... If you feel like the ending isn't wrapping up or there's no like good, like solid laugh line, you know, because like in improv scenes, you want to, uh, you know, black out on a laugh line. Um, right. You know, we'll have just, you know, use that common phrase of like, and then I found five dollars or yes, <laughs> or, or then I or then I stabbed someone or like just make it interesting at the end. Or my favorite was to combine the two and just be like, and then I stabbed five dollars because then people are <laughs> like, what? <laughs> What are you talking right. about? <laughs> you have given me newfound confidence to believe that I can mm-hmm. start sharing some uh, some stories. Yeah, and if you're worried about like you know your rep getting out there or whatever, we can invite your publicist on, and they can stop you. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a pandemic. I haven't had a publicist in months. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so what I'm saying is there are no rules. <laughs> There's no one to rein me in here except you. Absolutely. It's just you, buddy. So whatever you say goes. There we go. All right. <laughs> I think we've teased enough for uh, future episodes. So uh, if you are still listening and uh, enjoying uh, hanging out with me and Matt, you know, all we ask is tell a friend, you know, uh, we definitely appreciate that. We're trying to grow the listenership. Uh, we're still relatively new, but I can't believe, yeah, this is episode 16 coming at you now. So, uh, you know, let's uh, let's keep uh, telling your friends about it. Uh, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Um, if you if you also just want to name stories for Matt and he'll have to, like, improvise <laughs> something about his life that fits them. <laughs> We can totally do that too. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we appreciate the listenership and the slow climb that yeah. that, that is happening, and we, we really yeah. love seeing that sort of. Uh, what do you call it? I the guess community. We're building community, a little community here. Yeah. Fellowship, whatever it is. Yeah, we're, we're, we enjoy being part of it. So thank you. Fellowship sounds like we're gonna go drop a ring in a mountain after. <laughs> is fellowship too much? Did you not get that Lord of the Rings reference? <laughs> no. What is that? I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see Eric right now, but he's doing this like really intense silent laugh where he's like leaning back in his chair. Uh, yeah. Fellowship of the Ring is the name of the first movie. Okay. Uh, so that's your other goal. Now that you've seen Star Wars. No! I haven't Eventually. watched episode five and six yet. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wait till you're done with one trilogy Settle before down. we start another trilogy, I guess. Let's see how far this pandemic goes before you start assigning Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least I haven't told you, you know, you got to watch the extended cuts yet. But uh, Hey, Siri, how many days has it been since March 14th? Wow. 220 days ago. 220 days. There you go. Uh, but yeah, hit us up on social media at MindMagicPod uh, and shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. More emails, please at uh, mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or DMs. You can DM us on the uh, on the uh, social media handles as well, whether it's our personal ones or, or oh, a yeah. podcast one. Yeah, I've definitely and, answered a bunch already, too, on, uh, you know, that have DM'd us on Instagram. And, and, and that so works, forth. too, if you have feedback for us. Any way you can reach us, uh, feedback is always welcome. And 
Wow. And the only feedback we should get on this particular episode is, wow, that was an enjoyable cast. Yeah, this is a good one. This was fun. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate you being here with us. And uh, we'll, uh, we've got some, some fun stuff uh, lined up for you in the future. So uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Dry ya. pants, no pants. Oh, 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 oh,